welcome to episode two, week two, eh, I guess week one recap of FMF State of Mind podcast. We got a full house today, uh, so who, who's joining us today? I guess I'll go first. Uh, me, Jair Martinez on Twitter. You can catch me, jmartin18, uh, here, here in the house, ready to talk about week one's recap. A lot to talk about, really, and then the coaching situation. So, pretty excited about our second show. Anybody else? Okay, I'll go. <laughs> <laughs> not, all that, not all at once, guys. Everyone's too nice. Uh, Rigo, you guys know me on Twitter, r.a. People at the North, they all that good stuff. <laughs> oh, before we continue, Rigo, you have, like, the, you have the craziest retweets of all time bro like i i just retweet almost everything you you put because there's the funniest thing bro I, i'm just gonna throw it out there pretty random but uh, I like to, I, <laughs> don't believe yeah. him guys don't believe him i'm a, I'm a terrible <laughs> i swear I will, i'm a terrible follow <laughs> I, I muted him i muted him like six months ago so i don't even know <laughs> <laughs> yeah who else we got uh, antonio and and uh who else speak Zach? up people all right, I guess I'll go. I'm Zacarias at Fronteriza Foot on Twitter. You know, I'm excited to recap everything that happened. You have a really soothing voice, Zach. Because <laughs> that's not weird or anything. No, it's not. <laughs> not at all. All right, well, I'll just uh, go through the games this week. Um, Pumas 2, Veracruz 0, Atlas Querétaro with the, with the only 0-0. Zero, zero draw of the weekend Cruz Azul 3, Puebla 0 Monterrey 1, Pachuca 0 Tigres 2 Leon 0 Cholos 2, Chivas 1 Toluca 2 Morelia 0, which we're going to talk about that game <laughs> uh, Santos beat Lobos 2-1 and then Necaxa upset Club America 2-1 um, I mean, <laughs> do you guys want to dive into the Toluca Morelia game? The VAR. The VAR. <laughs> we definitely need that. The VAR, man. So many... Uh, it's been so many times throughout the years how there's been so many sketchy calls and just the VAR. It was just so weird. Like, how did that even happen? And, I mean, the coach of, of Morelia, he didn't he didn't really bash the team. Or he, You know, he accepted a loss, but he was like, you know, this is this is kind of weird that the ref didn't even know what's going on. It was it was just it was just a bad bad calling. And, and then the, the coach was saying that apparently... The ref was trying to make it up from a bad call that he another call he didn't get a chance to, to mark. So I don't know. It was just so weird. I just hope the VAR that they were talking about that the VAR will be installed in the next the next season, next year. So that would be so crucially important. I I, I I believe that's something that is needed by now. I mean, I don't know why it hasn't been implemented. Did so you guys think he was offsides? I mean, first, yeah. first uh, he didn't even look like he's offsides. I don't know. It was marginal call at best, so I don't understand how you could call it offsides and then have the, the central referee not do anything to alert the alert monarchas that the goal had been annulled and that play was about to start again because they're on the other side of the pitch celebrating and I just don't really understand that entire sequence of what happened. And the ball yeah. didn't ever stop. When, uh, uh, yeah, I never saw the ball stop. Uh-huh. That. I never, like, you, you normally, after, after offsides, you, it's a, you basically got a free kick. 
So I don't remember that like them. Like, it was a quick. It was a quick restart by uh, Talavera. He just he put the ball down and just kicked it real quick. You can see it, and he can see it in the background. One of the replays, he just like rolls the ball and just kicks it, and the ref doesn't see it, but he just restarts it. But yeah, it's real quick. But props, props to Toluca for 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 mentally staying in the game. Like just just props to them for that one part. I mean, if it was the ref's fault or not, which we all can agree that you know it was just kind of sketchy call. I mean, kudos I mean, to them. It, it it is the ref's fault because the ref should have stopped the game like immediately should have blown the whistle and let and let Morelia know that it's a it's it's it was offsides and I mean but do, but does he ever do that? Did they did they, they even do that all the time? Call it? They do it all the time. Every every time there's an offsize they stop the, they stop the game. Did they well, even did he, not call stop, it stop but they blow the whistle and I don't think you really need VAR for this. I think it's just more of like human error on the ref. I don't know. I think it just more than anything highlights the incompetence of a lot of the league and Mickey's referees. Uh, who, who was the ref that day? I mean, that, that game. I mean, I don't even know who it was. It was he new? I don't even get to know who it was. I don't get to see who it was. Well, it's not like a league MX. I know, I know people complain about MLS, but at least MLS lets uh, one reporter ask a, a couple questions to the ref after the game. I, we think we'll, we'll ever see that in Liga MX? No. No, no. Definitely not. No, not at all. Uh, I, don't, I, don't, I don't agree with I don't think that would ever happen. I, you know what would be funny? Having a ref right next to Tuca Ferretti in a press conference. That would be the greatest, greatest interview process right there. <laughs> <laughs> Having Tuca Ferretti just going off on the ref the entire time, that would be the most epic conversations after a game. Don't you think? <laughs> <coughs> but... I... Go ahead, Raul. No, so I remember a couple of years ago when uh, NBC Sports had, uh, had the MLS rights, they would stick a reporter right in between the coaches, right behind the fourth official, and you would just hear... The coaches swear at that fourth official all game. I felt so bad. Man, that's it's pretty. Apparently, the referee that uh, was the center of all this controversy was Jose Alfredo Peñalosa. No idea who that is. Don't know if that rings a bell for anybody. I mean, uh, I've heard his name a couple times. but Yeah, I mean, previously, right? I mean, I haven't really... No. Be rest oh, assured, though, we'll know which game he's uh, refereeing this weekend, though. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, they'll make a big deal out of that. <laughs> I mean, honestly, I think they should suspend him for this ridiculousness. I mean, Does or it... send him to a Saintso at least. I mean, I don't understand how he can get away with having no repercussions for costing Monarcas the game in that fashion. And that's what Does it was, because it... it should have been 1 yeah. 1. Yeah. So you guys yeah, are saying so... that he was onside, because he did look offside. He he looked on to me because he like ghosted the last defender. I don't know. He looked on to me, but like we said, even if he was off, with everyone celebrating, you can't just let them with the, with the quick restart. How many times do we see the ref yell at them, stop the balls rolling no, no, or whatever, uh-huh. you know, things like that. No, that happens all the time. Yeah. I mean, just look at what the Panama and England game in the World Cup. Whenever they stopped the quick restart, why couldn't they have done something similar in this situation? I just don't understand. And then I don't think he should just be allowed to go back and referee another game with no repercussions. Yeah, I agree. 
And then uh, uh, Toluca's coach, Hernan Crisanto, was, was, he went off on the ref too. And uh, he got suspended, he got suspended two games. Yeah. yeah, he got suspended two games. So, I mean, it, it was total chaos. Of, I guess the ref let it, go, let it go out of his hands. So, I, I do agree. Like, there should be sanctions against him. If I'm not mistaken, I think I've heard this. Uh, is, is it in MLS or in Spain? Like, if a ref does ha have a bad game, like, they'll suspend him. Like, he'll be done for, like, a couple of games. He'll be suspended, like, at least four games or so. So, I don't see that happening in Mexico. Like, I see the... The the committee for the refs like they always back them up, so I don't know. But I mean, it's too early in the season to you know to you know start talking about refs, you know, messing up games for other teams. But I mean, it's too early in the season. Yeah, it's early, <laughs> I mean, but it's a short season. I mean, These two points, yeah, that's, that's the, the one the two problem, points. The problem with Liga MX is that every game counts. Yeah, there's what yeah. 17. Yeah, so. Hopefully this doesn't jeopardize the entire season for Morelia. But I mean, they they look pretty good. I mean, they weren't they weren't letting down that that goal that was like I said that goal that was not counted that just changed the whole momentum of the game. So yeah. Well, if Morelia's one point from eight plays, they know who they're gonna blame. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Does anyone yeah. else think that that goal would have stood if we if the game was played at Morelia? Uh, uh, possibly. I don't know if they would have been so willing to call the offsides. Yeah, true, true. Yeah, home advantage, home field advantage. Yeah, I, I don't think they would have called it. And Toluca has some crazy fans too. So yeah, probably not. Probably would have let it play on. Um, any other games that stood out to you guys? I, mean, I, know, <laughs> I know we're gonna get into the Club America and Chivas games, but any other ones? Well, I don't know how I don't I don't know how we can't talk about Cruz Azul after last week's episode with <laughs> Yeah, Cruz I heard you guys bash episode. them. The machine. I mean, I mean how do not talk about that game. <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, okay. So the, it, it it's I mean, who was Nestor saying that it like last season, last season or whatever the Apertura Clausura, what are we on right now? Uh, anyways, they won the first the first game, but I mean they looked very very good. And one of the, one of the articles that I wrote just recently, like uh, the player Roberto Alvarado, that young player that they got from Necaxa, like he 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 had an assist, but then the other player Elias Hernandez, I mean he made a he made a huge impact in Cruz Azul. He looked very good. So I mean that's one of the things that really caught my eye from him. He's a, last, He's a good signing. He's a good signing. Elias Hernandez and Roberto Alvarado, those two signings are, are huge for them because I yeah. think it, it gives them a lot stronger uh, wing play that they hadn't had. And uh -huh. with Elias, you're always going to get those assists. And so I think along with some of the other signings they made, they definitely look like a legit team in comparison to last season where they might have won their first game, but they didn't really look strong. I mean, they just dominated Puebla. I mean, it's Puebla, but still, at the same time. Puebla, Puebla didn't have a bad season last season. No, they didn't. They were, like, really close to being in a Liga. Yeah. Oh, but they're not really a team that you talk about that's going to challenge for the title. So, I mean, I guess you could put that in retrospect with Cruz Azul and the goleada, but I think really. No, I mean, I, heard, a... I mean, Elias Hernandez had a, had a really good game. Didn't he have, like, a goal and assist? Yeah. Yes. And, uh... Yeah, I think so. All their new signings scored. Penteria, Caraglio, Hernandez. They all made an impact. I mean, if you, guys, if you guys can pick a winner from the offseason, would it be Cruz Azul? 
the draft the draft winners, I guess. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Definitely, yeah. They're, Cruz they're coach, Monterrey. Cruz Azul's coach is Caicinha, right? Caicinha is the coach in Monterrey, uh, Cruz Azul right now. Yeah. To yeah. answer your question, yeah. uh, Rigo, yeah. that's yeah, that's the coach right there. There was uh, there was 19 goals scored in the first. I was looking at the stat. There was 19 goals scored in the first week, and only three of them were just uh, by Mexicans. Pablo Barrera, who for me, I I, I kind of caught me by surprise because. Remember, he's coming back from, like, two ACL injuries. Like, he came back, and then, I mean, he got hurt, and then came back and got hurt when he his first game back, and now he, he's, he's back again. And, and, I mean, from two ACL injuries, that's hey, pretty it, crazy. So The goal was off uh-huh. of PK. I'm not trying to take away, yeah. but it was off of PK. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It doesn't yeah. matter. We're still a Mexican scoring. That's all that counts. Yeah. That's all anybody cares yeah. about. Yeah. Pablo Barrera, Elias Hernandez, and Van Rankin. Is that how you say his name? Van Rankin scored, too, <laughs> when nobody... And who's the one who told us that, that Marranqui was going to be an issue or is it going to be not that standout for Chivas? I mean, he didn't look that bad in the Chivas game. I know we're going to get into that later. He didn't look that bad. <clears throat> no, he's solid. He's solid. He's no Dedos Lopez, but, you know. <laughs> Which, by the way, Dedos Lopez still plays. Machuca. Yeah. He came on yeah, he, as a sub. Like the, the last two minutes of the game. And the... Yeah. <laughs> Behind Shaggy, Sadly. of all people. Shaggy Martinez. Oh my God! It, it still cracks me up creepy. every time I see his jersey and he has Shaggy on the back, and it's just <laughs> and in the stupid font that uh, Pachuca use, it just looks so. Well, oh, they have like they have like twelve fonts on their jerseys. It's ridiculous. I know the one they have now looks like Comic Sans, so it's Shaggy written in Comic Sans on the back of their jersey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Pachuca have the worst name set of all time. All yeah. time, yeah. Oh, that, that, that Monterrey, that Monterrey Pachuca game wasn't bad. Yeah, yeah I wish that game bad. was later in the year. Like, yeah, same. Like Pachuca is not a full. I mean, they got Guti didn't start. I mean, he's starting tonight in the Copa game, but I mean, they, he's just coming back from a World, World Cup. Cup break. So there would definitely have been more goals if it would have been later. Yeah, I was a little disappointed in the match. It felt like a typical start of the season match with a lot of sloppiness and. Lacking players, but all things but considered, Monterrey I, I, is stacked. Oh yeah, how many oh, yeah. guys did Monterrey have at the World Cup? Gonzalez, a lot. Uh, who else? Gonzalez, Gallardo, Gallardo. Who else? Molina, Carlos Sanchez. No, not Molina. Okay. But Molina Carlos Sanchez isn't on the team anymore. No, he's they, he's not, but he wasn't. But he was. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but one, one, I mean, I just wish Pizarro this game was later been... on. Who? Pizarro, who? Pizarro should have been at the World Cup, I'm saying. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> that would have been another. There yeah. should have been a lot of people at the World Cup that weren't. Him and Gallito, but, you know. It's a whole other conversation. <laughs> <laughs> that's none of my business. That's yeah, something we should have discussed. I wish that was a later, little bit later on in the year because I always love watching yeah, those two teams they play. Yeah, they, they did feel like they, it did feel like kind of like a, like a preseason game for those guys. Like, cause it was, there was a lot of very sloppy defending, sloppy passing, and like you could tell that those guys still are, especially Monterrey, like the 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 guys up top are still like working to get along with each other. Like, it's, so you could tell you could tell that there's still not that familiarity that you would expect. Mid-season from them, so Rose right. I think that I think this game, if it's mid 
it's midseason, it would have been a lot better game. Maybe more more high scoring game. This thing has like four three yeah. written all over it. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it, I mean, it almost reminded me of a senso quality out there. Because <laughs> no, nobody could score. There was just terrible yeah, it was defending. Like, it was like very blown chance after blown chance and terrible crosses. And it's like Copa and Mackie, Copa and Mackie's which quality. I'm watching the San Luis Theaters game right now while we speak. Just you know, staying updated. But yeah, it, it was pretty bad. And then Jonathan Gonzalez didn't look too outstanding for me. You know, for as much as as, as you know much noise that he's made due to his you know his playing ability, but. Molina came in as a sub for him, and you could tell was the reason why they were using Molina. But Jonathan Gonzalez, he didn't look all there either. So, yeah, they, everybody looked very scrappy. And that was just... I, I'm not used to Pizarro in another uniform. I, like, I, I think I tweeted it, and Tom Marshall retweeted it. I said, Pizarro, he just looks so odd in the uniform. It's like look, seeing your, your ex-girlfriend with another man. It's just so so weird. <laughs> I, I, was, I was like, man, it just looks so weird. But I know, I'm, I'm so used too. to him wearing that Pachuca kit, you know? It's just... It's weird. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, so the other game we're gonna probably just gloss over because it was kind of pretty boring. Uh, Querétaro, I lost zero zero. I mean, I that game was. Did you guys? Did you guys actually watch more more than five minutes of it? It was not good. Uh, I didn't even watch. Atas missed the penalty kick, right? Yes. Volpi, Volpi, Volpi. Um, stopped it. They oh, hit like the always. left post, the right post, the crossbar, and they missed a penalty. Probably I mean, the most. I don't know what. And didn't they score a goal at the end? But they like they had a it? goal annulled as well. It was called back for offsides, and it was another very, very marginal, reminiscent almost of the Morelia offsides before that whole fiasco. And so, I mean, I don't know what more they could have done, or how much more unlucky they could have gotten. <laughs> have not scored and won that game because Querétaro did absolutely nothing and Atlas just could not put the ball in the back of the net to save their life. But Querétaro has Volpi. Which is that's, basically like a wall. Yeah. That's the, that's the best goalkeeper that Liga Mekis has right now. But yeah, he, looked at, he, he, blo- he, had a, he blocked the penalty, right? Is that is that what he he blocked? Yeah, the he saved the penalty. Yeah, he saved. The, yeah, he blocked the penalty. Yeah, I saw that. It you know what? Also, penalty though. <laughs> yeah, it was a bad penalty too. Yeah, it was. You can notice that he he read him from the beginning. You could tell. Yeah, that was that. Uh, I did get to see what other was at the game. <laughs> what other was there? How, how many years before he goes back to Atlas? Oh. A la Rafa Marquez. He should be going back this year. Uh, well, we all know how much you hate him. <laughs> I don't hate him. I just. But you were trashing him the whole World Cup. I mean, I mean, I mean, he didn't do anything. <laughs> he had a groin injury. I don't even know why he was on the field. Well, then that's that's another issue. Yeah. After after I, after I saw or read that he, Guardado had that injury, like I was like, man, why why did he even play? Why was it even the World Cup? But I mean, again, that's another topic. That's something. That is, that is. We should close the yearbook on that. Well, you know, if you bring a, if you bring Gallito, he could have played instead of Guardado. And you know, if you brought up, I mean, I'm, com- I'm with you there. Yeah, yeah. Or even play Guti. Yeah, I wanted him to play Guti so bad. Yeah. He never did. <sighs> the what yeah. ifs. Yeah. Let's not even talk about that. I don't want to get sad. Let's talk, um, yeah, let's, let's <laughs> talk about the World Cup. Uh, Tigres. <laughs> we could talk about that all year. <laughs> <laughs> 
Tigress two, Leon zero. Um, it's Tigress being Tigress. Uh, anyway. yeah. That 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 goal by who was it? Zelarayan. Zelarayan. Yeah. Yeah, that was a colasso. That was that was nothing. Uh, nothing Cota could do there. Just to give you an idea of the possession, uh, Tigres had 583 passes. Leon, 269. <laughs> wow. Leon didn't do anything in that match. It's a shame Landon Donovan isn't there anymore. <laughs> oh, he would have definitely made the difference. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yo, and uh, Guido Pizarro looked great returning to Tigres, huh. man. He had like, yeah. I think it was like 90% accurate passing. I mean, I mean that was their that was their like gem when when uh, the year that they lost the final to Chivas. Yeah, he he had like a monster season that season, and then oh, he yeah. leaves. I mean, Guido. I I think if they make the finals again this year, Guido is going to be a, play a huge part in getting them there. I mean, they just look so much more confident going through the midfield and maintaining possession with him now instead of just having Juninho. Back in that midfield mm-hmm. role because with Juninho and Guido, they just look like such a stronger team all the way around. It's like the confidence has come back. Yeah, I agree. We, we talked about that last week. How uh, he was going to be an important role for Tigres. So yeah, I mean he he's a huge factor. He's a huge huge factor for for Tigres. That's one of the players like I mentioned that I admire the way he plays. I mean, if you want to look back at the Campeon de Campeones match when they played Santos, he scored. I mean, he did everything in that match and mm-hmm. was the, the motor that keeps him going. And I think I'm that, surprised he didn't he didn't he didn't make it in in uh, the World Cup squad. In Sevilla. In Sevilla. Um, Sevilla never really gave him a consistent run of games. I don't know what it was. And didn't he recently just say that the, his European quest or going back to Europe is definitely closed? Like he doesn't want to return ever again. So he's just nah. He's just. So, but, I mean, it's good to have him back. I mean, he's one of. The, I mean, when he left, and when while he was in Liga Mekis, he was one of the phenomenal players that Liga Mekis had. So it's good to have him back. And I mean, it's good that just he look scored. At, uh-huh. Yeah, but look at how Tigres played without him, though. Last, just take for example last season, they were so much worse without him yeah. on on yeah. the pitch. I mean, it's an incredible improvement. I mean, yeah. I'm going through He's some stats here, and uh, who sc- who scored had him as the fourth highest rated player for Sevilla the whole season. So I don't, I think he just likes playing the Tigres. <laughs> I'm sure they pay him really well, and he's comfortable. And I, I mean, he he's one of the guys like King Jack that just absolutely loves the team. I mean, after they after all the games, he's got the Libres y Locos hat on. He's got all kinds of. Goofy stuff. He's like Nahuel and King Jack. They just love it in Tigres. I don't know. Tuca really built something there. Tuca really built uh, Tigres there because uh, before he was there, like Tigres didn't have, didn't have a lot of championships. So he, they weren't even that high contender. Once Tuca came in, like he rebuilt that team, and they were I mean, talking buddy. about like would he would would he go would he go to the national team? They said that he's invested so much that he's invested so much in the team that's just something he wouldn't want to let go of. Tigres. I mean, why would he want to leave? He'd be a living legend at Tigres where he's never going to get fired. He, yeah. he has he's unlimited gonna... funds with all that Semex money. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he can sign whoever he wants uh, or he can go and be the most hated man in all of Mexico and take over El Tri. Yeah. I mean, when you're Plus at you... Tigres, you have one boss. When you're for the national team, you have 17 bosses. Yeah. That's... 
That's what it comes down to. Or nine, I, yeah, I, also I also don't think he'd be good for the national team because you know, we're entering a, a period of, of change in the national team with a lot of, a lot of youth. Yeah, he let's talk about let's talk about what he said in that piece this week, where he's he does not yeah. like the 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 player rule. You gotta play someone. Is it U twenty or U twenty one? Yeah, you, he's like yeah, he's like I'd rather lose like the game. Penalty. Yeah, he's like we'll take I'd the rather... three point penalty. I'm like, dude, come on, man. That's not his style. He doesn't play any anybody from their cantera. I mean, if it was up to him, he wouldn't even play Mexicans. Yeah. Well, I he's mean, not Mexican. Yeah. <laughs> People I mean, forget. His whole point. <laughs> The, the whole point of his argument is that they have to earn the right to play. And, I mean, if you were watching any of the Copa Mekis match when they're taking on San Luis, none of the canteros yeah. look like they even deserve to be on the pitch out there. They're getting overrun by San Luis. But, I mean, it's, it's also a lack of exposure. If you're, if you're not giving these guys opportunities to play because you're bringing in top talent, then, of course, there's going to be a, a large disparity in, in talent. Well, th- look at it this way: how many, how many, how much talent have they lost because people don't want to play in the cantera? I mean, Carlos Salcido left; he went to MLS when he was a youngster. You know, if you're in the mm-hmm. Tigres cantera and you know you're not going to see the first team, why even go? Just go move somewhere else. Who was the kid? Espericueta? Uh, no. Espericueta. Yeah. Yeah. He's at he's Puebla. In Puebla now. He's on, I'm, I'm on Espericueta watch, man. Finally, he's finally moved out of Tigres after so long. Ridiculous, Ridiculous. <laughs> like Jurgen Dam. They, 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 I think it came out this summer that they didn't allow him to leave because they asked for an exorbitant amount of money for him. That, um, that's true. And you know what pisses so, me off about that? I've said it many times. He has the easiest path to play in Europe because he has a German passport. Yeah, exactly. Uh-huh. Uh, who was it? Yeah. Salcido. They, they kind of made Salcido come back. They brought when back Salcido Pulido. was there. Or Pulido and that whole fiasco. Oh, what fiasco? They they cashed out. Chivas paid him like fifteen million dollars. But but yeah, but they, didn't they, they bring they him back from him, Olympiacos and all of that? They they had him banned from the national team. Pretty much. Remember, they wouldn't call him up when he was in Olympiacos making goals. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. So I mean. But, I mean, that's not even the shadiest thing that Tigres does with all of their player signings and then loaning people out. And... Is that I Tigres mean... the Chelsea of, uh, of Liga MX? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> they just might be. I, what happened to Luis Advincula? Isn't he still with them? Is he yeah, not with but Lolo? he's not registered with any team. I was talking to uh, a guy that does the Peruvian Waltz podcast, and... He says he's not registered for any team right now, but his contract is still with Tigres, so I have no idea what's going on with that whole situation. He was on loan with Lobos Buap last season, no? He was, yeah. Yep, yep. One of their best players, too. I have no idea what happened to him. He just disappeared off the face of the earth. Yeah, and he was on the Provisional squad for Peru's uh, World Cup, too. Mm-hmm. Well, he did play the World Cup, didn't he? I don't know. I didn't watch Peru. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. You did. <laughs> I don't know. I don't even. Yeah, I don't even watch. I don't even remember them much. What they did, but World Cup. We World, shall World see. Cup. We're past the World Cup. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, well, real quick, Rigo, give us your thirty-second recap of Cholos Chivas. Man, we suck at set plays, on set pieces. Um, 
I mean, I saw some good things from Chivas, and I saw I, I saw some really good things from Cholos. I felt like the turf had a very large influence yep. on the game. The ball was faster. Uh, the ball moved <clears throat> a lot faster. I thought, I mean, and I just thought Chivas wasn't wasn't ready or weren't prepared for that. There was a lot of uh, loose ball control in the midfield for them, um, and. Just, I mean, we we lost on 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 set pieces like, and we also didn't take advantage of our of our opportunities. Didn't Cholos score both goals on the same play? That's what I kept saying. Like, yeah, same same. Like it was on opposite sides, but similar play. A guy runs into the front post. The corner comes into the front post. He heads it back, and the back post there's a guy there, and he le gana la espalda a alguien and heads it in. Now the Chivas goal was good. It was a good goal, and I thought that 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 was going to change the momentum because Cholo scores and right away Chivas scores, and then mm-hmm. but then it seemed like Chivas were content with the goal, and Cholo just went on like full on attack, and Chivas weren't doing anything. Then the, then we get the red card. Cardoso goes defensive, um, and then I took a nap. <laughs> what did you guys think oh. of the red card? It was so dumb. Yeah, it was weird. Like the guy like pushes him. He does kick him though. Yeah, and then he kicks him mid air. Like he, he did. Really... He didn't mean to. <laughs> he didn't mean to. No, he meant to. He followed. Yeah, he definitely <laughs> meant that. But the the problem is that the ref was like five feet away from that play, so. He saw everything, so I don't know. I would have given him a yellow, maybe, but... Nah. I will say this. Had Matias Almeida still been the coach, he gets a red card. He does. Matias doesn't go defensive with his substitution. So, um, after the red card, Matias puts in another defender and moves Salcido into, the, into that defensive midfield position. I don't think Matias Almeida does that. I think Matias Almeida leaves the defense how it is. Puts Orbelin back there and then puts another attacking player. Some of some of his some of his uh, uh, substitutions were questionable. Specifically, taking out trophies in the 60th minute—that's just unbelievable. But what did trophies do? He had a few passes. Him and him and Brizuela were the only ones that were like <laughs> doing anything. I felt like Orbelin disappeared. Saldivar was nowhere to be seen. Uh, Pulido, 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 Pulido had a. Pulido. The thing is with Pulido is like he's not, he's not really a goal scorer. He's more like a guy who sets up the play. So a lot of times you'll see him his like out of the box. So that's where Saldivar is supposed to be. But Saldivar is just I, he's, he's returning from injury, so I don't I I really didn't expect much from him. Uh, but I I like the I mean when Godinez came in, you saw there was a change immediately. Godinho looked good, the goalkeeper, for being his first game back or his first game in the Liga Mekis. He didn't look that bad. He did some good plays. He say he had some good saves too. That's something that I was I was looking at the entire game, which is how he was going to be under the goals, under the goal, and uh, he looked pretty good. He looked. I, pretty I good. also don't I think confident. Chivas is going to survive a season with Salcido as a starting center back. No, they're definitely not. Is that the slowest uh, starting center backs in uh, Liga MX? Pereira and Salcido. It, it, it might as well. It could be. I mean, Sacido, how old is he? Like 40 now? 
like 43. <laughs> uh, he, he's pretty. He's 37. He's 37 actually. So uh, he, he's he's done. I think he's, he's done what he's he had turned, to do. He just turned a 38 in April. <laughs> oh, oh really? I was close. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, but who do you bring in? Who do you bring in off? You don't. You, you have you have nobody. The only the only person who I would bring in is uh, Mayorga. No, he's, but he's not with Chivas no more. Yeah. yeah. Well, we lost our we lost our center back. The only center back we had yesterday was Edgardo Marin. He stinks too. It's gonna be a rough season. I think that's an understatement right there. But you know, I, I at the same time, like offensively, the team didn't look bad. Like I think, obviously, they they only scored one goal, but Pineda was doing some things. He was yeah. moving the ball Pineda around. Pineda looked really good, which is weird because last season he was pretty turned off. But he's got more space to attack. I mean, Pizarro's gone. You know, yeah. He has to fill that. If he doesn't fill that void, who is going to fill that void? Nobody. Uh, Gael Sandoval is like the only one that could step up in that. I'm surprised he didn't play him the other day. Yeah, but, he did see some I mean, it, like, like I said, I I do think I like it's it's really dumb to talk about, but I do think that this turf uh, played a, an issue in the in in the game. Yeah, you could tell. You could tell at the beginning of the game when they were kicking the ball, all that little black stuff was just coming out, and, and, and the ball was just skipping faster. Like, they just looked very uh, – they did not look uh, stable on their feet. So the ball was just quicker. That's just one of the things about that type of that, that type of field. And, and obviously, it's it, the artificial grass is very, very smaller compared to, the you know, other types of fields. But, yeah, that, that – I think that played a, a role in the game, but I mean, you can't really look at that perspective, you know. I mean, I, I don't think that you can say that that was the one reason why Chivas loses or why Chivas wasn't. No, no, no. Wasn't. I don't, I'm not, no, that's not no, it. No. But I mean, I, I just no, feel no. like a lot of commentary surrounding all of the games that are played with Cholos, it doesn't matter who's playing them, they're going to blame the turf. And I mean, I mean, and I think at some point you just have to get get used, used to, to playing it. on the turf and then figure out how to adjust as the game goes on because there's no excuse for having... I mean, maybe in this game, since it was the first time with this new uh, turf pitch out, but really I don't think that there's any reason you should not be able to adjust throughout the game as an opposition team in Estadio Caliente to the turf. I mean, it seems like it would be, seems to be, be pretty straightforward. You adjust the way you're passing, your, movi- your movement, all of that stuff. Um, but, just real quick, I mean, uh, Chivas had a better passing percentage on, on short passes, long balls. They had a higher percent ball possession. I mean, it's it's. I mean, they, they had the the ball for the most part. So, I guess I don't know. It just it just seems like Cholos were just they when they pounce they pounce. Yeah, created chances or set piece no. defending. That's all it was. And and like I said, like after the after Chivas ties the game, Cholos goes all out attack. Like Chivas had to like withstand a barrage for a solid like I'd say ten minutes. And then the goal, and the goal goes in. And then the red card, and then that obviously changes the game. But I, even even without the red card, I didn't see Chivas scoring the tying goal. To be honest. Yeah, Lahoud looked good. Yeah, he did. Yeah. He looked when good does he in the future? Yeah, it's true. I mean, he's he's bubbling up there. I mean, 
he's gonna replace Talavera and uh, uh, JJ Corona. For, you know, those guys are old. Yeah. I yeah. did find it interesting that the reason that they have to have a turf field is because they're on a hotbed or a hot spring. Yeah, I didn't know that either. <laughs> uh, who was it? Eugene was the one that told us, right? Yeah, 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 Eugene dropped that knowledge. I was like, oh, okay. Shout out to Eugene. Colasso del Gringo. Yeah. <laughs> I love that user. I love that, uh, that Twitter handle. is dope. What's his Twitter handle again? Colasso del Gringo. Oh. <laughs> I mean, we kind of talked about the Luca uh, Monarcas a little bit. I mean, real quick, the Luca, is there any way they don't finish top four? No. Mm, I don't see it either. Barring injuries, I don't think that there's any way they finish out of the top four. Also, anyone argue with me saying that the Luca is the 1990s version of the Atlanta Braves? Because <laughs> they can't win. I mean, they're always in first or second place, but they don't win it. I can see that. Yeah. Or the or the Buffalo Bills. No, I won't. The Cleveland Browns. <laughs> no, they're definitely not the Cleveland Browns. No, that's... <laughs> that's major disrespect right there. <laughs> and then uh, Santos, Lobos. I mean, Lobos, They can they get relegated this year? Or are we not doing relegation again? Yeah, it's... well... I saw on Twitter Tom Marshall tweeted out that there is relegation this year, so I mean Yeah, I saw if, that as well. If one of the promotion eligible teams, which are Juarez, San Luis, uh, UDG, uh, Oaxaca, um, who else? There there's nine of them. If one of those nine teams manages to win promotion and Lobos which I, I think it's pretty much just inevitable that they're going to be in last place again. Uh, they should be relegated, barring some kind of usual Liga mix shenanigans. Which will probably happen. I mean, yeah. they didn't they didn't look as bad as I thought they were going to in this first game against Santos. And no, I they started they, out winning. I thought they were going to get blown out of the water, but... Well, I mean, Santos also sold, a, like, half the team, didn't they? Yeah, all, all the key yeah. players Araujo, at least. Yeah. Oh, no. Araujo, Janini. Janini. Yeah. Capitan Carlos Izquierdos. Yeah. They sold all their best players, basically. And I didn't know that uh, Antonio sorry, Antonio Rodriguez, the goalkeeper, it was uh, Lobos Bob's goalkeeper. I didn't know that. I thought he was still with Chivas. I, I probably missed that, but I mean. Uh, when Godinho came in, they moved him. They loaned him out, didn't they? Yeah, yeah he's on loan. Yeah, because yeah, that was passed around. Does does Lobos own the contract of any of their current players, or are they all just on loan? They yeah, might just all be on loan. Yeah. Sure, ninety percent is on loan. Because yeah, they barely scraped together the six million dollars to stay in the first division, didn't they? I thought they got an investor for that, didn't they? A mysterious That's investor that nobody wants to name. Rafa Marquez's cartel. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, going back, going wait, back. Wait, wait, wait. You mean Rafa Marquez is perfectly legitimate business? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's legitimate. But uh, go, <laughs> going back, you know what's something that stood out? That that Chivas game was uh, Orbelín Pineda, how he was doing, another team did it on the wall where he was on the ground. Did y'all notice that? Like, they, Chivas did that in another team. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, like, that's just something new. Like, they were even reporting, like, oh, we've never seen this before. 
And it's smart. Like, if you don't think about that, like, it's smart because there's just some people who kick the ball very low on the ground and it just goes through the legs. So I was just well, like, you... what the? Did you not see that? Yeah. Yeah, no, I, yeah, I saw that. that. When, it was when... really hilarious because in an Ascenso game, FC Juarez, uh, Lucas Javier, in the 97th minute, kicks it underneath the wall to score the winning goal. Yeah. That was, that was great. But the, you know what also yeah. makes me, like, kind of, like, it, it catches my attention. It's like their whole body is in front of the like in, like like right behind the wall and the hands are tied behind their back and I'm like dude you're not gonna you know cover yourself up what about that ball just hits the crap out of your stuff man like, you're gonna be hurting down there for a couple of a good minutes you didn't see that the hands just behind their back nah if that's Anyways. me I'm protecting the jewels bro yeah yeah the same here man I'm protecting those I'm for days for <laughs> sure and I uh uh-uh. uh that's a prized possession right there bro. <laughs> Anyways, that's just something stood out for me from the league. That's what I was going to say at the beginning of the show. I forgot about that. <laughs> and then, well, well, like, what's up with, I, we talked about it in the, the group chat, but Nekaxa, all their home games are at 8 p.m. on a Sunday? On a Sunday? Well, 8 p.m. Central? I mean, what's up with that? I don't know. They could be like Cholos and Tigres uh, getting bounced around at different times. I, mean, I yeah, haven't really looked at their schedules. I'm looking at, I'm looking at Jornada 3. And Nekaxa's at home, but it looks like it's Saturday at 5. Yeah, I think they they're might have just been team. moved because of America. Well, they're probably getting bounced around a lot. I mean, Tigres and Cholos get bounced around too, so it wouldn't surprise <laughs> me if Nekaxa does. Yeah, that's, a, that's like Sunday Night Football right there. <laughs> I don't know why they don't have like a midday game, 3 o'clock. Because Liga MX is dumb, and they don't control the schedule. <laughs> The TV? The yeah, TV but ratings. you're right. That'd be perfect. The 3 o'clock game? So you have a 3 o'clock game to 5, and then you have the 6 or the 7 o'clock game. It makes sense. I like it would be better for everybody, but, you know, this league I make you so it wouldn't have, it nothing makes sense. Yeah, like if one <laughs> of the teams that plays at 7 p.m. on a Saturday just moved it to Sunday, I mean, you would get viewers. And we, we there was, what, two games on? On, on Sunday, on Saturday at 10 p.m.? Yep. yep. Mm-hmm. Why? For what? TV contracts, bro. I don't know. Apparently it gets views. Uh, well, we're talking about that real quick before we go to Nakaxa Club America. Any of you guys catch the Chivas game on uh, FS1? Yes. Which is so think? bad. I didn't. In, in English? Oh, my God. That was terrible. That was just terrible. I... I only caught some highlights because I was at the FC Juarez game where they uh, played Oaxaca, but I caught highlights of it, and it was awful. Like, there was that... no passion, no excitement in the voice yeah, of the announcers. Yeah, I think that was, that's the worst part, is the no excitement part. Yeah. I mean, I mean, the, you're talking about the, broadcast in the, English, the... at least take people from Liga MX English to hashtag or pick people <laughs> that know what they're doing. I mean, yeah, exactly. who, who the hell were those commentators? I'd never heard of them in my life. No passion, no energy, and terrible name pronunciation. I mean, doesn't I Fox have uh, that one guy that used to be in Univision? What's his name? They have uh, Fernando Fiore. I know that. Uh, not who else him, but like, there was like some, someone else, a commentator. Jorge On Pérez top of that, Navarro. they were mispronouncing names. Yeah, <laughs> I saw that. Of course. I heard that. But yeah, like I, I, I switched it over for FS1 in English. And I was like, oh my, I couldn't even just stand it. I was like, oh my God, this is terrible. It's like... Watching somebody play golf. It's like watching Tiger Woods playing golf. It was just so bad. So, I uh, don't know. 
Bro, show some respect. Did you watch Tiger on Sunday? Oh yeah, of course, man. Tiger, he's back. Uh, this, you know, you know. Okay, this is off topic, but you know when he was on tea, on his tea time, like when he was playing, the ratings will go up, and when he will come off, the ratings will go down. Like it was just how much impact he has in the game. I mean, you know, back to soccer, but yeah, Tiger, <laughs> big fan of his, big fan of Tiger. Uh, but but yeah, yeah, so the weekend, <laughs> the weekend finished with Nakaxa beating Club America. That was the game of well, the week, think? I think. Really, that, that was. was Definitely the, coach. the coach, third, the youngest at 31 years of age. Michael Leandro outcoached yeah. El Piojo. And he wants to be the coach for Mexico. Hell no. Piojo like that. had no idea what he was doing. Club America looked lost. They were turning it over in the midfield like crazy. Yep. And all, all, all Nakaxa came out trying to do was sit back, defend, and go on the counter. Uh-huh. And America did not did not adapt. I mean, they were so bad, Necaxa started pressing them. Started pressing to create more turnovers. I mean, they were sitting back in defense. Misplaced pass, terrible cross, straight to Necaxa. I mean, it got to the point where they didn't even have to sit back anymore. They started pressing to create more mistakes out of Club America. And Las Aguilas didn't do anything to change you didn't hear of their their, their their strikers Henry Martin I didn't even hear of him the entire game I was like wow Henry and, Martin and I went, was a tronca he stood there and didn't move I was like what the heck it was bad but I'm, you gotta give it up to that coach young coach 31 years of age in uh, his wow. first Liga Mekis game and his yeah. first Liga Mekis game dude props to him seriously I mean, I, I just don't understand if Piojo is a candidate for the national team, why he couldn't adjust anything. I mean, the, the best move that he made the whole game was taking out Henry Martin and putting in Oribe. And but it, that was until like, that was like the last 20 minutes of the game. It was like the last 20, 15 minutes of the game. So it was, it was late because when you have a sub come in, you don't see the changes real quick. It takes like 15 minutes to see the adjustment that you're going to do with the sub. So, and then... Or even looked a little bit lost too. I mean, he committed well, some fouls, you know. Yeah. But I mean, no, actually, Martin got taken out later. They put he, Oribe went in for Joe Corona at the half at halftime, and I mean, America oh. looked strong. America, America looked stronger coming out after half when they had Oribe on and they actually had movement up top. The the two players that, that I liked from America was Paulo Aguilar and Luis Reyes. Luis Reyes is coming from Atlas, and he was with the Selección like last year. Like he or he was last year. I mean, he's one of the good uh, wingers that Mexico has. I mean, he didn't look that bad. No, I but mean, I mean, Marchesin that second goal, right? It was it was two one. Marchesin that second goal, it was just awful from him. Marchesin, I mean, but what is Marchesin supposed to do? He's stuck 1v1. Both, both occasions, I mean, the, the first goal was, pro he should have done more. He he gets caught flat-footed and they score on the first goal from outside the area. How many times does but, that happen in Marchesin a year? He has a couple, couple of those every year. But, I mean, it was just piss poor all the way around. The best player for me from America was Renato Ibarra. I mean, he was the only person willing to make runs and at least a try and score. He had two he had two shots that ordinarily would have been a goal. One of them, he tried to chip it over Hugo Gonzalez. 
and it just hung in the air too long. And the other one was from right outside the box and a flying save. I mean, everybody seems to forget about Hugo Gonzalez as a keeper that could be in contention for the national team. And I don't really understand why, because he was, he made some miraculous saves in this game to help Nakaksa win. It probably felt good for him, too, because he was playing against his replacement. <laughs> oh, yeah. that's true. They brought in Marchesina, and they're like, adios, Hugo. They sold him to Monterrey, and I think he's on loan right now in Akaxa. No, I think they swapped him for Bravero. Just a player swap. Good old trade. I don't know, but, I mean, it, it was just a really piss-poor performance from Las Aguilas in... Piojo didn't do anything to try and change the way they were playing. And... But that's Piojo's MO. He's stubborn as hell. Most Mexican <laughs> coaches are. Yeah, I mean, that's that's fact. <laughs> I mean, I mean what, what did he think? That they were just going to stroll in and because they're Club America, they're going to win? Probably. Yes. That Necaxa is going to yeah. roll on the ground and exactly. go belly up? I think that's their mentality. That, yeah, I believe that's what they, they believe. Oh, you know, we're America. I mean, that's how they came out and played. Mm-hmm. I mean, in the first half, it was just a bunch of aimless passing around the midfield. It was well, what are, what are some players that stood out to you? I mean, we've kind of touched on them, but anyone that stood out to you in terms of uh, player? I mean, Volpe was good for me. Elias Hernandez. I think Elias Hernandez was my player of the tournament. Player of the, of the week. week. Yeah. Player of the week, yeah, easily. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he was named everywhere. I think on the Liga Mekis, the official Twitter page, they, they were naming him the Player of the Week. So he was good. One of the one of the players that caught my attention was that young player from Pachuca, Figueroa. He when he, he was playing against Monterrey, he was he, he looked. They were the commentator were talking how he was a young young Chucky Lozano. Oh, I mean not young because Chucky's they're probably the same age, but he had that playing style where he would get hit and he would still keep on going and playing. He didn't look that bad. That's one of the players. I don't know if y'all caught, caught him during the game of Monterrey versus Pachuca. He, he caught my attention. Francisco Figueroa, I believe that's his. He's 19 years of age. Yeah, that's going back to Nakaxa too, I really like the kid that they have up front, Victor Davila. Victor Davila. Yeah, he's really yeah. good. I wish he was Mexican, man. He's Chilean. He's only 20. Davila was definitely my standout player of the Fortnite. Yeah, he had a goal and assist for Nakaxa. I mean, and it was a beautiful one-two that he was a part of. Yeah. Probably in contention for goal of the week. Yeah, that was a nice goal. What was goal of the week, Selenayan? I think so. I mean, it's hard to beat that. (laughs) I mean, but if anything was going to come close, it was Nakaksa's second. Yeah. Definitely. That was, um, yeah. I guess real quick, uh, jerseys. I mean, I know they're not, this is not going <laughs> to, it's kind of hard since we're talking about it not visually, but I just saw a picture of uh, uh, Los uh, Leones, Leones Negros in the Ascenso. Man, those jerseys are Probably so the nice. Best jersey. Those are Probably so the best nice. Jersey. Oh, I still haven't seen them. I need to go look at them. I haven't seen them either. They're, they're by Charlie. Charlie did really good this yeah, year. But they have they have they have the most teams in the league right now. And they did they did good on all of them almost. Like Santos, Tijuana's kids, they were pretty good. I think this is the last year though that Charlie has Leones Negros. So I think they're going back with Umbro, who's coming after back to the market. Yeah. I really wanted I I really wanted them to come up to first division. It's a shame they lost. <laughs> uh, uh, they're they're eligible, right? 
Yeah, they're one of the. It's sad I have to ask this, but they're eligible to come up. They play at they play at Jalisco. Oh no, they have Umbro jerseys this year. Leones Negros. They don't have Charlie. No, they're not Charlie this season. I'm I'm still trying to find it right now, but the one that it's kind of like a race car one is the. Uh, Leon, Club Leon. Oh my God, they have so many advertisings on their jersey. I was like, wow. Like, but a lot of people talk about how. They, uh, yeah, they look like a NASCAR. Yeah, Pachuca, but, yeah. but the ads don't look as bad on Pachuca's jersey because they sort of blend in. But on yeah, Leon's, Leon's they, they look horrible. They and have like Leon, fucking like Office Depot near the collar and shit. Is Leon just recycling jerseys a la Tigres now? Yes. Just the exact same design every three years. It's the same one. And it's just the same one as like two years ago. Leones Negro has the colors of uh, Belgium. If you kind of look at it, they kind of look like the, the jerseys from Belgium. Yeah. Though, right on, yeah so the Umbro the jerseys are nowhere near as nice as nice. the Charlie ones. Now they have the Charlie one with the giant lion on it. The, then nice. the one that they had, it was like the night sky. That was pretty yeah. cool too. It's a shame. Pueblas. Well, it doesn't look bad either. The Li Ning one? I mean, they did all right. It it's looked much better in the concept images than it does on the players. On the field, oh, yeah. yeah. They really and, did. And I've heard people complain about Li Ning having terrible quality. I mean, I was hearing about other athletes that use them complaining about the quality of their stuff. So, Of who again? Uh, whoever makes the Puebla jerseys. Li Ning. I'm, I'm looking at the picture right now. Let me see. Some Chinese company. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm seeing now. I didn't know they did soccer stuff. Oh, well, they do now. Yeah, I think they just well, started. Uh, not Liga MX, but you guys see, uh, I sent, I tweeted out this morning, but um, uh, PSG might be wearing Jordan brand kits. Yes, I saw League. that. That's going to be, be sick. That'd be, that'd be pretty fitting for them, don't you think? Well, yeah, that's what they that, want to be. Yeah. They want to be the luxury, like luxurious exactly. team. But I mean, the Jordan brand stuff, like the clothing, is kind of whack. Yeah, I'm not a big fan. Hey, 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 hey. Easy, <laughs> easy, easy. Sorry, oh, guys. No. Hey, I'm, a, I, I'm, a, I'm the biggest Jordan fan there is, but some of that stuff is kind of like whatever. Yeah. Well, no, since we're talking about jerseys and brands, who had the nicest jerseys in week one? Ooh. Definitely not Chivas. I like yeah, the Tigers, no. kids. Tigres were good with the white shorts and everything. Rigo, since when does Chivas have four sponsors on the back? Since the divorce or what? It's <laughs> it just it just started this season actually. I used yeah. to like the Chivas because they used to only have like Pepsi or Tecate on the back. Like that's it. Yeah, it, o- it only had one. Uh, I remember when they had no sponsors. Remember when they, they had, had no sponsors? Sorry. <laughs> Back when they had money. <laughs> yeah. No, like like last season they only had two. Uh-huh. Season before that, I think they had none, or maybe one. Now it's uh. Now they got four on the back. Now we look like Leon. Why does it need to bad. have like Akron on the back of their shirt? If if the stadium's already called Estadio, that's a double that's part uh, of the deal. It's double that's double sponsorship. Necessary. I mean, w- would the jerseys look that much worse if they stuck one of those four on the back on the front? Maybe whoever's in the front paid a lot of money to be like, we're the only sponsor on the front. You never know. I guess they want to uh, keep the stripes in the front with no... There's no logo on the front, right? No, there's there's no sponsorship on the front. It's just the stripes. Yeah, they they might. Maybe they want to keep the the front, you know, classic. 
I mean, yeah, I like that, but they 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 didn't want any of the front. They butchered the back. On the back, yeah. Yeah. It just looks really cramped. I hate I mean, how for for America they have the the freaking Home Depot, Home Depot logo. logo. Just <laughs> fucking takes attention away from everything. Last year too, last season. I hate jersey oh, sponsors. Boy. They are like, they. I don't know if it's part of the contract, but some jersey sponsors are like this is our logo, don't change it. And then you got other yeah, jersey like, sponsors like, oh, you can change the color, you know, to match the jersey, and those yeah, look so like, much better. If if that if that Home Depot logo would have been blended in into like the color of the jersey instead of the orange, I think it would have been much better. Yeah, yeah. they went with the orange, and that's <laughs> kind of like how Man U had the Chevy logo. So trash. Yeah, but uh, Monterrey's too. I mean, I, I it looked pretty bad. And plus, they switched. Uh, they're with who? Who are they with now? They're just with looking at Puma. Puma. Yeah, Puma. No, they're, they're still they're still with Puma. They they've been with Puma. They got AT and T as their sponsor though, their main sponsor. Um, I think. Yeah. So does America and Puebla. Pizarro looks good in any jersey, so I mean, regardless, <laughs> Pizarro looks good in any jersey. But I don't know that Monterrey away jersey just looks it's so too, out of like it's, I, it's too blue. Like, <laughs> like it has yeah. no contrast to like. I don't know what it is about that, but it is just an eyesore. Which you wouldn't expect that from like just a like a solid jersey, but it's it's not. And then like the weird pinkish red accents too. It's just. It's just a strange color combination, I think. I wonder if any teams are going to do any more special kits. I know some sometimes they do like breast cancer awareness kits where it's just pink. Yeah, I have the Chivas oh, yeah. one from last season. Yeah, I, that was nice. If I was a if I was a sup, kit supplier, I'd be like, "Yo, let's do a Dia de los Muertos kit." Yeah, that, that would sell. That definitely would sell. But, I just I feel uh, like the Mexican team guys... get the short end of the stick with the with the like the American like the American brands like Nike, Adidas. We get one good jersey and then it's like okay, we're all out of ideas for you guys. I mean, but then you have stuff with Adidas like Tigres, where both jerseys just look really clean, just look great. Mm-hmm. I mean, I feel like Nike did a really piss poor job with the America jerseys. They were horrible. They were trash. And they have a separate. The a Nike Mexico is a separate design. They have a separate design company than the rest of Nike. So I don't know what the hell they're doing. Did you guys see how Tottenham's uh, away kit is basically Barcelona's uh, training kit? Practice training yeah. kit. Yeah, I saw that. So you know, that. it could be worse. America could have one of those. One of those like template template kits. It's horrible, yeah. yeah. Like Barcelona's, yeah, training kit is Tottenham's uh, jersey. Yeah, it's just exactly the you same. You guys remember the last Euros where there was like two templates and everyone had like one or the other? Yep. <laughs> just the repetitive. Right, well, Doesn't Tigres uh... have the sweet have one of the Sweden templates though for their jerseys? For their away jerseys? Yeah, I think for the away one they do. At least the home kit's original. Uh, moving on to week two, um, is there any games that catch your guys' eye from uh, just? I mean, I know it's only week two, so <laughs> any games catch your guys' eye? I think one that stands um, out right away, just based on names, is Cruz Azul y Chivas. Yeah, 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 right away. 
Yeah, that's the one that I was going to mention, the Cruz Chivas. That's the one that's really going to show how uh, uh, Guadalajara can bounce back after the loss and Cruz Azul's coming in with uh, with a powerhouse, so that's going to be a really good game. Doesn't doesn't Chivas have like, a losing streak against Cruz Azul right now? I think I think that's the case. They might. I think they, I think they, they haven't been able to beat them. We might have like a that. losing streak against everyone. <laughs> <laughs> The Tigres Tijuana game is also going to be pretty good on Sunday at 6 p.m. Both coming after a win. The battle of the relegation, Lobos and Veracruz. Oh, I, I can see Lobos winning that. Paco Palencia. Be, you know, Paco Palencia has his own podcast. What? Really? Yeah, yeah, really? yeah. Yeah, I was listening to it uh, a couple of weeks ago. If you were to have it, yeah. If you go to go to the iTunes podcast and type in Liga Mekis. And there's going to be one him, I think it's, I'll find it here in a bit. And, and he's there, he just gives insight, and he gave an insight, like, before the season started, just talking about what he expected with Lobo's Blop. I didn't even know that. Dude, oh, pretty good. you might have to collab. Yeah, I know, we'll talk <laughs> with him after each game. Just wait a couple weeks, he might, he might need a job. No, <laughs> too soon, yeah. too soon, too soon. Uh, no, but I, I definitely think Lobos is the better of those two teams. Sure. I, I mean that Tigres Cholos game kind of intrigues me. If 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 Cholos is gonna just try to keep a lot of attacking, I think that could be fun to watch. Okay, so here's the podcast. Here it goes. It's called El Poderoso Podcast de Palencia. Here, I'm, I'm gonna see if I can share it with you through Twitter. Nice. Yeah. Triple P's. Yeah, El Poderoso Podcast de Palencia. So I'll talk. I'll send it to you right now. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> no, I think I think that Cholos and. Uh... Tigres game is going to be really good. It'll be a test to see if Cholos is really going to be a contender this season or not. Yeah, early test, but yeah, you said it'll be a test for sure. And I also think it'll be a bit more of a challenge for Tigres than Leon because Cholos played so at, such attacking football last week. I think that it'll be the opportunity for them to really test out the defense and see if the midfield with Guido back is as strong as it's been looking the past two games. All right. I mean, uh, anything else you guys want to touch on before we wrap it up? Uh, Osorio's leaving, for sure now. <laughs> yeah. Until there's a press conference, isn't it tomorrow? Tomorrow yeah. at 11 so. Central. Today, if you're listening, it's today. True. Yeah. It is true. Yeah. Probably already happened. <laughs> we'll see. Cool. I can't wait till we hire some guy who is leveled there again or something. Just oh, as long God, as it's no. not Piofo, I will be okay. I, I, I don't care... If we pull some guy off the street, as long as it's not Piojo. Hey, man, I play a lot of football manager. Maybe I can put my hat in the ring. I don't see how you could be worse than Piojo. <laughs> no, I don't think Piojo comes back. I mean... Why? He has all the notoriety without having any of the pressure. The whole punching he, uh... the journalist in the face thing and... No, I mean, if you, if you look at the gold, that Gold Cup that he coached... That was... Horrendous. Awful. Yeah. Mark Geiger MVP. You mean the one we won? Yeah. You mean the one with Mark Geiger <laughs> yeah, as the MVP? Mark and the mysterious Geiger. handball with Panama. Oh, I remember that. That was crazy. Thank God there was no VAR. <laughs> I, I, I'm pretty sure Mark Geiger would have just ignored the VAR if that had existed back then. He hey, was man. making damn sure Mexico advanced. As long as that check cleared. <laughs> because who was gonna watch Panama and Jamaica, though? You know. Yeah. What do you, 
So, yeah. I mean, if Panama Jamaica makes it, he gets fired, and then he just punched. That'd be like the first goal. Like the stadium oh. is not even full, not even half. I had a friend who had tickets to that game, and they were just pretty much hoping that it was a, a, a USA versus Mexico. Once USA got eliminated, he said that ticket just fell in value, like it was below face value. Whoa! And, and didn't people still show up to that game or making the doing the famous chant still? <laughs> I remember watching that game, and and they were doing that famous chant. You could still hear it. So you hear it everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> All right, well, let's uh, let's wrap it up. I mean, uh, Jahir, where can the people find you? Twitter, uh, J, letter J, Mart, 1018. Uh, I'm there. Uh, tweeting, obviously, everything we have. FF, FMF state of mind, a little bit of boxing here and there, but, you know, just sticking to that. But, uh, I'm just glad you're not Juicy J anymore. Oh, yeah. That's what I was telling him about that. I, I changed it. I told the guys last week that I changed it because one of my friends was like, dude, you, you, that doesn't sound very attractive if I want to read something from you. So I changed <laughs> Juicy it. <laughs> yeah, check out this article from Juicy J. Yeah, exactly. Think about it. So now you can My say first J question Mark. would be like, can I read it at work? <laughs> it's not suitable for work. NSFW? Yeah, yeah. Not suitable for work. Like when we had the conversation about Jimena Sanchez through... <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, Antonio, where can we find you at? Oh man, follow me on Twitter at Antonio1998 double underscore. That's where I'm at. Rigo, where can people block you at? <laughs> R.A. R.D.O.T.A.Y.E. And then that's the primary place you can block me, but I'm all over the place. What about you, Zach? Uh, at Fronteriza Foot on Twitter. Are you going to be doing more uh, Liga Ascenso coverage? I'm trying to. I'm going to be at the FC Juarez versus Cholos Copa game tomorrow. and It's just kind of hard for some of the teams to find any information about them or in-game highlights or player movement. It's basically a media blackout, so we'll see what I can do. Is that, uh... I, thought, I thought Ascenso did really good last year putting up highlights, weren't they? They put up their highlights, yeah, but it'll be like a goal or uh, a save or something really random that had nothing to do with the outcome of the game. <laughs> I mean, this week, one of their highlights was a throw-in that got knocked out for a goal kick. Really so, you need to get more exposure on You that. take what you can get. <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> Rigo, is that Chivas or Norte doing anything this week? <laughs> uh, I don't know. The guy, the two of the Norte guys, are seem very down right now. I don't even. I don't even know if they watch the game, to be honest. Now they watch it. I was trash talking the whole on? time. <laughs> but uh, I, I think we will. We will have some sort of episode at some point this week. We we're talking about the just trash set piece defending. Yeah. Whole... Dark days for so... Chivas fans. And dark days. It is. Has it gotten so bad that you're looking at the relegation table or not? No, no, not yet. I'm not that bad yet. I mean, it's only week one. It's only week one. We, uh... It's not It's not as bad as when they were getting made fun of by Juarez fans about how they were going down. Yeah, no, no, no. Plus, I'll be, in, I'll be in Guadalajara for a couple of games this year, so. Must be nice. Yeah. 
I'll be there for the I'll be there for the Clásico Tapatio, and then we'll catch a Copa MX game. But uh, I'm not I'm not I'm still not worried yet. Give me like uh, seven more weeks, and then I'll hit panic mode. <laughs> <laughs> once well, we're in, once we're, once we're like no chance of making the playoffs. So once you reach Lobos Watt level. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Real quick, That's Rigo, is uh, is Cardoso going to be your coach come uh, Christmas? Uh, yeah, I think so. Right. I, think he, I, think, I think he'll be here because the whole they year. have no money to hire anyone else. And I don't think anybody. I think I think this. What, what do you think is less desirable, Chivas or the, the national team? team? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, right now, oh. Chivas. Chivas for sure. <clears throat> that hurts. That really hurts. <laughs> that really hurts. <laughs> <laughs> that just hurts. Just daggers to the heart right now. Well, but can, do you can, really can, want to can, be the can, guy that, that is the first time Chivas ever gets relegated? Be that guy? Nah, it won't happen <laughs> yeah, this year unless no. they're and unless then, they're and really, then there's no really relegation bad. and there's no relegation next year. So, but who's Chivas, gonna want to deal with? Or so we Vera think. And Nobody. No one. All right. Well, this has been uh, episode two. Hopefully, we'll get you episode three next week, and uh, we'll get some. Hopefully, it's a little more. Better play and less slappy play in League MX. But uh, thanks for listening, guys. Later, guys. Thank you. Later, later. Have a good night. <laughs>